Hi, welcome to the Thinking Jewish podcast, where we share meaningful and relevant Jewish content. Tune in as we explore relevant ideas on the parasha and Yom and Tovim. This podcast will give you a new perspective and understanding of living Jewish. It's just a couple of days before Rosh Hashanah. There's an incredible piece of Talmud that gives three descriptions and how each and every one of us passed before God, before Hashem. The Mishnah says, On Rosh Hashanah, all the inhabitants of the world will pass before Hashem like B'nai Marim one by one. So the Gemara offers three different possible interpretations of the unusual phrase of B'nai Marim. The first explanation is that all people pass before Hashem like sheep being led through a narrow door and counted one by one to make sure it doesn't lose any along the way. The second explanation is like an individual's pass before Hashem as if they want a very steep and narrow mountain pass, cliffs on either side where they've got to walk carefully in single file to make sure they don't walk off the sides. And the third interpretation is that each person passes before Hashem, before God, like soldiers in King David's army, walking single file on the way to war. The idea behind this Gemara is that there's three ways that, pre- that people approach Rosh Hashanah, Yemei Adin. The first type is those sheep, one after another, being led through a narrow door, one following the other, doesn't really have a sense of what's going on, just doing year by year exactly the same thing, going through the motions, not really sure what's going on. The second approach of going on a steep and narrow cliff is the people that think and that Rosh Hashanah is about this, this fear, this anxiety that's associated, not necessarily correct, about what Rosh Hashanah is. And the third way is the proper way. Like a soldier going out to war, believing in the cause, fighting for the king. And if that requires pushing oneself, then it's worth it. So be it. It's worthwhile because it's all about being there for the king. It's all about walking there with pride, each one as an individual, on the way to doing something worthwhile. Many ask about the theme of the day. Why do we talk about Malchus, about about the king? That's what most of the tefillahs of Rosh Hashanah are about. You know, we're just waiting for all the stuff in our life to go away. We want to spend most of the day of Rosh Hashanah talking about our life, talking about our family, talking about our health, our wealth, the sweetness in our lives. Why is there not much place for personal request on Rosh Hashanah? So Rabbi Tatz gives us an example of a person working for a company and it's going to be bought out by this huge firm that buys companies. It gets rid of some of the workers. They, they want to clear out a lot of people. They want to make it more efficient, the company. So they buy out your company. And in two minutes, the boss is going to go through every single worker in the company and ask them, you know, why should, they, why should we consider you continuing to work in our company? Everyone gets two minutes with the boss. So the first person comes in and he says, I've been here for 20 years. I'm a hard worker, first to come, and I really think that you would want to hire me. The second person comes in and he says, well, you, you know, boss, what you're doing for the world is amazing. You're making companies work more efficient. It's more green. I've been doing my research. It's an honor for me to work in your company and make this world a better place. And yes, I also bring in a lot of money. I wish everyone would do what you do for the world. 
That, that boss would take the second person. He's saying, I want to take one for the team. I, I, I love what you stand for, you boss. And once you are a part of the team, then you'll get the salary. And therefore, in Rosh Hashanah, we don't ask. Rather, we acknowledge Hashem. We understand that everything we have is a gift from Hashem. That His vision for the world of bringing, of bringing morality or goodness to the world, bringing values to the world, that's something beautiful. And we say, I wish everyone would, like, would know that. I wish everyone would stand for what they believe in. I wish everyone would see Hashem's vision of Torah and goodness in the world. And, it, and if I could be that light, if I can be Hashem's ambassador, if I can bring Hashem's in, infinite light to the world, that would be an honor. That's what Rosh Hashanah is about. Sing Malchus. I believe in everything that Hashem stands for in the world and I want to be a part of your world. But at the same time, at the same time, some people feel that they're under scrutiny. You know, we're being judged, but do we really want that? Under the microscope on Rosh Hashanah. Do we really want to be judged? So there's an analogy that's used. There was a cartoon series. It's called Curtis. And it starts with a, a little kid playing outside with his friends. And his mummy calls him in to come home. And the child's like a bit embarrassed, you know, sad. His friends are laughing at him. And the next part of this cartoon goes where the friends are saying, my mummy never cares about me coming home. My mummy doesn't make me do my homework. My mummy doesn't care what time I come home for supper. And this boy's walking home away from his friends. He's looking sad. And the child is walking further and further away. And all in the background, he can hear, my mummy doesn't care. My mummy doesn't care. And as the kid arrives home, he walks into his mum's arms, who hugs him. And he looks up to his mother and he says, Mummy, thank you for caring. The point that comes out is you don't scrutinize something if you don't think a difference can be made. If Hashem didn't care for us, then he wouldn't scrutinize us. Hashem has this infinite belief in each of us to be better and therefore he cares. You get judged because your actions matter. The fact that you're being judged means that you have an extremely important role to play in the world. If no one judged you, that means your actions don't mean anything. And that's why Rabbi Abraham Twertsky, who passed away this year, was Nifta, he offers a powerful explanation on the words that when we say that all who are in the world pass before you individually like sheep, he says that Rosh Hashanah commemorates the creation of humanity about which we are told that each person was created uniquely. This means that Rosh Hashanah doesn't merely celebrate the existence of humanity, but it's the uniqueness. And that's what makes each, of, each one of us so special. And he then writes that today more than ever, we're in danger of losing our individuality. Our minds are molded by others and our opinions are often formed by mass media. So in Rosh Hashanah, when we stand there, we realize that we're, we are a flock. We're part of the Jewish people. But we must also realize that we are unique. And when we walk into Rosh Hashanah, sometimes we feel a bit inadequate. We say, like, really? We're, we're supposed to speak to Hashem? You know, year after year, the same type of person that we were last year. Why should He give me? And we find people that just, we just don't believe in ourselves sometimes. Who can I be? And we stand there, we're supposed to be asking for potential. And the problem is we don't believe that he can really give it to us. We don't believe in ourselves that we are really capable of doing more.
on Rosh Hashanah, we need to ask ourselves, who can we really be if we put in a little bit of effort? Who can I really be if I gave it my best? Instead of looking for the negativity inside of us, let's look for the beautiful things about ourselves and start internalizing them. Ask, how can I inspire, how can I aspire to be a bit more? How can I be the greatest possible me? And that's what Rosh Hashanah is so amazing. You know, sometimes people say, how's that celebration? Like, Yom Tov, it's, if it's a day of judgment, how can I wear like my finest clothes? How can I eat? You know, shouldn't it just all be about prayer? Shouldn't it all be about tefillah? Yes, there's, there's food. It's, it's a Jewish holiday. But maybe I shouldn't spend so much time with that. Maybe I shouldn't be enjoying myself when I'm having my meals. So my rabbi, Rabbi Yitzchak he'd explain like this. On Rosh Hashanah, we celebrate the birth of the human being. We celebrate what the human being is capable of. Rosh Hashanah is the birthday of humanity. Celebrating the fact that humans were created. It was after the birth of, of earth, of fish, of the animal kingdom. Rosh Hashanah is the day that the human race was created. So how do you celebrate the birth of, of the human race? And the answer is by being human. Often when people use the word human, the context is, I'm only human, nothing bigger. I, I, I make mistakes. This is who I am. Just like, you have to deal with me. That, that's the greatest mistake. In the eyes of a Torah, when humans were created, it was at a level of being only a drop away from being like Hashem. Because the Torah tells us that Hashem blew into us of His own breath. Then a Shama, that soul, that breath is our intuition. Where we, we know the difference between right and wrong. It's the ability to know and reason between what makes sense and what doesn't make sense. We were created but Salam Alaikim at the ability to know the truth. We're not just human beings, we're huge people, individuals full of potential and greatness, of goodness. And therefore the way we celebrate Rosh Hashanah is celebrating that we have an appreciation that we're capable to make the right decision. We recommit ourselves to making the right decisions, for being rational. We understand that we can overcome our instincts because instincts is part of the animal kingdom. To just follow instincts isn't celebrating humanity. We celebrate our sense of reason to be able to overcome our, our instinctive tendencies. We recommit to being a human being. We have so many things that can cause us to destroy ourselves. Hate, anger. But when we use our brains, when we use our intuition, we see it makes more sense to be patient. Why hurt myself with anger? Why deprive myself of happiness by being jealous? When we use our brains to understand that we were created to choose, we have Bihira. When we understand all of that, then we're being human beings. By putting all of that into practice, by thinking about that, by dreaming of who we can become, that's celebrating Rosh Hashanah. That's the birthday of the human race. And that species, that's almost like Hashem. We say on Rosh Hashanah Avinu Markeinu, the difference between a father and a king is that king just wants to give. A father cares and a king gives. Rabbi Yaakov Weinberg's daughter, she once shared her father's incredible positive approach to the way that we relate to Hashem. 
She said more than the genius and more than his encyclopedic knowledge. There was a love, all-encompassing, total, accepting, non-judgmental love for us as children and for every single Jew. And it was love that could give us a sense of what Hashem's love is like for his children. So on Erev Rosh Hashanah, she said, my sister called my father to express her fears of Rosh Hashanah. So he asked her, do I love you? Do you know that I love you? And she said, of course. And he said, if I, if you did the absolutely worst thing possible, would you still know I loved you? And she said, 100%. And then he turned to her and he said, so listen carefully. Hashem loves you a billion times more. Don't be afraid of him. Turn to him. That's Rosh Hashanah. Turn to him. Think of who you can become. Be real with yourself. And see how you can celebrate Rosh Hashanah. Tapping into the finer side of yourself. And using Rosh Hashanah to utilize it. As a great day of becoming more of a, of a great human being. Wishing you all a Shalat a kesiva v'chasima tova. Should have a year full of sweetness, full of goodness, full of meaning, full of growth, and may we only share amazing times together. Thank you.